0: So what's it like being possessed?
1: It's kind of hard to explain, I guess it's like waking up in the middle of the night after leaving the TV on and you're trying to figure out what's on TV except it never ends, and you're stuck trying to remember the name of the thing you're watching. You know you've seen it before. It's on the tip of your tongue, but you can never quite land on the name. It's kind of like that,
2: actually. Hmm, I want to get possessed. That thing you did with your voice was cool. I wonder if I could put that on my resume.
0: Do you guys think Killer Santa flies by here? Travis, we've already told you, Killer Santa isn't real. He can't hurt you. Yeah, but what if? You don't think?
2: I highly doubt. You better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. I'm telling you why. Ho, ho, ho! Your claws is cutting through town.
0: Hey, Dan, can you hand me that bottle of lighter fluid, please? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God! My single mouth! Jesus <laughs> So, what are we watching this week?
2: Welcome back to another episode of Strangers in the Alps, a slasher podcast. I'm Dan. I'm Moss Travis. I'm Sam.
1: And I'm Frank, I think.
2: And uh, this week we
0: watched Christmas Evil. I'm going to be reading the logline. On the back of the VHS tape. On the back of the VHS tape. A toy factory worker mentally scarred as a child upon learning Santa Claus is not real suffers a nervous breakdown after being belittled at work and embarks on a yuletide killing spree. Like you do. As one does.
2: Mm-hmm. So, um, initial thoughts of, or, or rather... Going into the film. Going into the film, what did you think it was going to be like? Travis, go first. You have I, two sentences. I will do it in one.
0: <laughs> you already wasted one. <laughs>
3: That's why I'm going to do it in
0: one. And then you wasted two. So my initial <laughs> <laughs> My initial... Um,
3: I... Had Dan, let me start this off by saying this film was not
2: my suggestion.
3: So hold off any comments that you're going to have attacking me because I did not recommend this movie.
2: (laughs) However, I know you own the VHS. You have the album. You have a poster. You have the Blu-ray. I have the Shout Factory Blu-ray, sure I have, have the vinyl. I'm sure you have everything that I ever was. The, to, I have the original Santa costume I hanging have, in your closet. I have
3: the license plate holder. I had heard the name before. Um, I don't know, it might have just been my childhood. But I was, you know, I just took it by face value. I was like, Christmas evil. We're going to see some Christmas
0: evil. I've never heard of this movie before. So I watched the trailer and did I watch the trailer? I don't remember but I remember just by the name of the title, I thought it was going to be some, like, aimless killing spree stuff.
1: I, I've heard the title before. The title, Christmas Evil, very campy. So I expected, uh, like, a mean-spirited slasher, honestly. I thought, okay, this is going to be, like, at worst, like, exploitation bullshit, which I love, but.
2: I, I kind of figured it was going to be campy. Probably silly, and probably not very good. All all movies I recommend. Who did recommend this movie? I did. This
1: guy, Frank. But you had never seen it before. No, but um, I I'd, I'd heard, especially leading up to the recording, I heard that I heard that it was a uh, kind of character driven. I'd I'd seen some um, comparisons to Taxi Driver. Oh my god! So I was like. <laughs>
3: Okay. <laughs> uh, no. It which was weird too. Sorry, frank, I forgot. I mean to, to be frank, I don't mean to interrupt you. Um, I. <laughs> I was hearing things too after I saw the film. I watched it streaming on Voodoo. That's how I watched it on well, VHS. The, the Voodoo VHS collection. Um, I was hearing people were like, "Oh yeah, Christmas Evil," because we were talking about Christmas. Was like, that's a good one. I thought I watched an entirely different movie.
2: Hand me that, uh, the back of that VHS tape for a second. He's going to hit me in the back of the head. Because, <clears throat> interesting enough, it says uh, below what Sam read, widely recognized as the best of the Christmas horror efforts. Christmas Evil is the story of a boy, and it kind of explains the plot. I I kind of looked into it and started reading, but it is kind of considered a cult classic. I don't know if you can say much in the way of, like, A Night of the Living Dead, but, I mean... And I think I know why, which we'll get into. Right? Yeah. Yeah, c- c- clearly,
1: we know why. So, going back to Travis, what were your initial thoughts after seeing the movie? You thought it was great.
0: Better than Chop It delivered
1: on all of its levels that it needed
2: to. I... I can speak for you, Travis. I know exactly what you thought <laughs> of the movie. <laughs>
3: I actually <laughs> took me a little bit to watch this because I was actually rewinding it a couple times because I thought it was so ridiculous. Like every single time when our lead character would start running, and it just played like it sounded like someone was like slamming on a keyboard and just playing random notes. Didn't it of sound music? like Twi- it sounded
2: like Twilight yeah, Zone music? I, to me. That's I, what I thought. I of.
3: laughed every time and kept having to rewind it. Um, I didn't. I didn't think much of it. Um, I don't... I mean, I don't know if I... Maybe I watched a different movie. We all watched the one from 1984. Um, I tried to put into context... Okay.
2: What movie from 1984? Wait, when was this movie made? 1980.
3: 1980, sorry. So going going into the film initially, um, well, afterwards when it was done, like I said, I, I didn't think much of it, so I, I tried to... I tried to go... I tried to add context to it. Be like, okay, it's 1980. What else was out at the time? Like, maybe this was some super big violent movie when it came out. But maybe now things are more... Violent, so maybe it's more it seems less tame. But then again, I was like, well, it's 1980. You've already had slashers come out. And that's the thing. I was oh, like in
2: 1929.
3: Well, that that's what I'm saying is you already had
2: Halloween already had come out. Quality scary movies had been made for a really long time. This movie was clearly shot on 16 millimeter by the director writers, probably his own camera that he dug out of his own bedroom. I mean the
0: No, my thing is, why are you so? chopping mall like why are you i'm so speechless because you suggested chopping mall and then with this movie you're just like it's ridiculous oh, i was oh,
3: I, laughing I, I, I knew i knew everyone would i knew you all of you would be surprised that i didn't like this one that much you're like this is the guy that brought in chopping mall um it, it I...
2: <laughs> okay, you're thinking too you much.
0: have a movie You have a movie, this movie co- does
2: not require this thinking no, you have, there's so
0: much we can make fun of here. <laughs> you. have i I'll, oh. I'll just say something. I didn't think it was going to be this depressing. I thought in the beginning, like I said, I thought it was going to be an aimless slasher film, but having him having all these issues and like...
2: Can you explain what was Daddy Santa doing to Mama's thigh? I was watching it going, "What is going on, man? He's, like, caressing her thigh and sniffing her stocking. What, what? And and by the way, we saw Santa go up the chimney. Like, whew, up the chimney. Daddy can't do that. it's so w- real Santa. I thought that was real. Mama was getting it on with real Santa. That's what I thought was going he on. You saw
0: Mama kissing Santa Claus. But, but that's not what the, the log line no, says. He
2: they- it, it, it found out Santa wasn't real. I'm very confused. There were a lot of people
3: getting it on in this movie.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I thought, I mean... Look, just, let's do, let me do a really broad brushstroke, then we can get into details. The directing was horri- horrific. The music was horrible. The, the cinematography, was. The, the lighting was terrible. The acting was... I don't even know if you can really blame the actors, honestly, because the writing and directing was so bad that I don't even know if you can put this one on the actors. I think that if you had to say the dialogue they had to say and say it the way they had to say it, I'm not even sure these were actors. For the most part, I do think that one actor who played the brother is the guy in Dope Sick, Though, you guys ever see Dope no, Sick? No, he
3: was also in that uh, TV show.
2: Yeah, it was the it was a streaming series with uh, Michael Keaton. Right. Okay. okay. I haven't seen it, but I heard about it. I yeah. think I think that I think the guy who played the brother is is the is the head of the company that put out OxyContin. You, I
3: think I think it's the same. We're talking about the same guy. He's also in Shawshank.
2: Yeah. Yeah. One of the prison guards. So that's this him. this guy's this guy's a real actor. Yeah, maybe it was his and first he, movie. And he looked awful in this, and so that's why I kind of. Don't put this on the actors. I put this on the writer-director. I don't even know if there was a cinematographer, honestly. I don't even know if there was a lighting director. It just—it was so freaking awful. That movie was
1: awful. Now let's have fun. Um, (laughs) Honestly, I thought it was really bleak. Like you said, Sam, I thought it was depressing and bleak. It's not even technically a slasher. It's more of a character study. The thing you're saying about the... um, how you were confused by the setup I think that actually ties into the ending as well the the beginning and the ending have these little flourishes of fantasy to them but a lot of the middle is just mundane bleak, depressing slow it's sad you're watching this man's slow descent into madness into giving up but that's that's why those the beginning and the end stick out so much, because it's that leftover childlike wonder that's creeping into the movie. I don't think the movie's perfectly directed or written. A lot of the dialogue is ass, but I think the uh, the passion behind the movie is there. There's a lot of little brief moments that I think really speak to a better movie, and I mean, yeah, it's it's campy in some of its. Um, Some of it's theming, some of it's writing, but a lot of it's grounded in realism, a lot of it is. That's why the beginning and ending stick out so much, because through most of that, it's just boring and then, not boring, but it's just plain face value. And then at the end, it's like, oh, he drove off a cliff and he rode off into the sunset. But he really, he just drove off a cliff and died. That's, like, his final little bit of fantasy left. Thelma Thelma Luis. Yeah, Yeah. he's dead. But
2: I think the campiness is just... It's campy because it's not good. I mean, it's... The acting is, you know... Again, I don't want to blame the actors,
1: but just the campiness. I think the the guy who plays Harry is actually really good, though. Like, honestly, I I think everybody else is, like, so-so. But I think the guy who plays Santa does really well. I just um, thought it was so over the top. But you know, you know, the, a lot of those moments, um, especially that, you know, that moment where he is staring at himself in the mirror and he's putting on his, yeah, and he, and then he, he starts, can't pull it off. Huh? Yeah, the, he can't pull it off. That's <laughs> that's that's a real thing that that will happen. That's a fugue state. It's a, a state of selective amnesia, and it's a real psychological thing that happens where you forget your personality, your identity and stuff like that's rooted in childhood trauma so it really goes back to that beginning like um, on it's face value of course it's ridiculous, a kid sees that Santa's not real or is confused by this moment where he sees Santa and his mom doing things things that he doesn't understand and it breaks him that, sure, on paper, it's ridiculous, but things like that happen to people all the time. Yeah. And it's a thing that really happens, and that's one of the things that I think really pins the bleakness of the movie. It's that for so much of it, it's, it plays it straight. Um, I, I may have come off too strong.
3: I did not I said
2: the movie was awful. I don't I, think I can yeah, talk Well and that. it's kind of
3: why I... I you guys were making fun of me because chopping mall was i i don't think i outright hated it i just think it was because i, I sam you kind of mentioned a little bit i think it's because going into it i thought it was just gonna be like an exploitation film and and that's the thing is i found it very much to kind of be like frank's going on with a, with a character study i actually found the opening to kind of be the scariest scene in the movie when they're all watching Santa putting the gifts under the tree and it kind of has that really harsh lighting and the kids are all smiling and they're like, oh, I don't think Santa can see us. To me, I felt like I was watching like a horror version of like Leave it to Beaver or like a 50, it really freaked me out. And I was
2: just like, I don't know, it scared me. I thought the freakiest part of the movie was when he went back to the house and, and before he before he smothered the, his coworker, when he was in there putting the uh, the presents under the tree, and the little kids were peeking around the corner, giggling and watching, and then he goes in and kills the dad. Oh, I with, thought that scene
1: was pretty. Uh, with a Christmas star, by the way. Oh, uh, Christmas that was star slicing his, to his by the night. That's Yeah, great. and then really, and,
3: and then even to the scene and, and the film. Well, uh, it did go by kind of fast for me. Like I remember, I had to pause it at one point. It was going by fast. The scene that I kind of liked too was the scene where they were like watching, like I think the Thanksgiving parade, was it? And then it's like, oh, I I can't make it. I think I'm sick. Then they kind of like hear the parade going on in the background of the phone, and they're like, oh, what's wrong? It's like, oh, I can't make it. And then the wife, she's like, oh, turn down the TV, and it's like, that's that's not me.
2: I don't know why. Uh, why, did it, why did all the men have frizzy hair? Because it was the eighties. I guess so, man. I guess it I guess everybody was frizzy in the eighties. It was cold. <laughs> and what about the torches? Where did they all find those torches? Oh Suddenly became a Frankenstein yes. movie. It was Frankenstein yeah. all of a sudden, but, chasing after the monster. However, That's on my list.
0: The torch scene was way better than Halloween ends. So evil yeah. yeah. dies tonight. Or was it? Whole, no, Halloween, Halloween kills. kills. Sorry.
1: Yeah, not to get Never not to get it. sidetracked. But speaking of composition. uh a lot, like, a lot of it is slapped together. Uh, reading into the backstory of the movie, a lot of it was, um, you know, uh, a friend of a friend is helping me with this. Or, you know, my mother-in-law owns this toy factory, so we're going to shoot it here. Um, it's it's really—the the film is kind of cobbled together. But, again, as with other movies, you know, other passion projects, I feel like that's not a detriment to the movie. But, well, at least not to everybody. But um I appreciate that the passion of the filmmaker still shines through and because there's moments that I think are, are really really great. like the the shot where the shot where Harry steps out of his van and he steps onto that street that's lined with all these lights, I thought that looked great. It was kind of like a weird um, I wouldn't say cyberpunkish, but like it's like a like a fantastical, Shot like the the lighting, the crappy lighting kind of really it elevates the scene for me. It's a really interesting scene. I I don't I don't get that too much from um horror films.
3: So it's it's kind of what you're saying is, and I kind of see it now. It's kind of like when you're watching the first Terminator movie, and they're like in L.A. and it's kind of that really almost like guerrilla style filmmaking. Yeah, the really bleak lighting. You no, know, like just like Terminator.
1: Yeah, some of it's really harsh, but I don't think it's. Um necessarily a negative? Well, I mean the, the only real negative
3: that I have with the film, I it's it's unforgivable. Um there's no way it's not even a real name. Even for made up movie names, Moss Garcia <laughs> I knew you were Moss the kid's name was Moss. Garcia. Oh
2: <laughs> Which kid?
3: The kid that they eventually the found kid. That, was, the, that was the naughty kid that was reading like the Hustler magazine. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, his name was and, and I thought it was kind of funny too. It's like it's like I understand as a kid, so they didn't want him to see it. So when he cuts out in the magazine and it's the girl naked and he has he's supposed to be holding drunk, but it's the like the, the cutout facing the camera, it's like, yeah, we can't have the kid looking at that. Oh, he kept
1: that magazine, by the way. Oh my god. Yeah, did he he really? did that. yeah Garcia? That, yeah, that actor oh, kept Moss. that magazine.
2: Um so does D- the uh, Jolly Dream Toy Company only make toys at Christmas?
1: I guess so, and they're all one color. <laughs> and they're all, yeah, they're, they're all, all airplanes or, or soldiers. So that's but all I, they make.
3: I actually thought that was a good scene. I did like it where it's like where he has to like cover for his coworker, and oh. he goes to the factory and then afterwards he's walking by the bar and he sees his coworker, and it's like, yeah, I told him I'm going to have him work my shift. Like I made this up. I was like, that, that's kind of
0: sad. <laughs> How would you guys feel if that happened to you? What's the
2: timing of all that? I'm walking down the street, and I just happen to walk by the bar exactly when he's oh, talking that's about how you have having... how I don't... I... How would you feel, though? Very what would you do? Imaginative writing.
3: I...
0: If that happened...
3: Would
2: you go mad? I would... Become I would... Santa Claus, yeah, start killing I, people? I would
0: be livid. I would go in there. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. I'm a petty person. I'm like, oh, so this is what you're doing?
1: Call you petty manny,
0: Tom
3: Petty. But I think that kind of that kind of does with the character because, like, even on the phone, it's like, I think he's just kind of constantly being like bullied by these people. Where even when he's on the phone with him, it's like, oh, well, he's like, the the coworker bullies him. He's like, oh, you said you want to go back working on the line. You said you want to do this, and he's kind of too afraid to kind of like
0: stand Stand up up, for
3: himself.
0: I think the phone call with his brother during the the parade. I think that was creepy. Yeah, it was because you know. What he's capable of doing, and yeah. his brother has no way of helping because there's no bond between the two, mm-hmm. yeah. so there's no way for him to reach out and just kind of help.
1: That's one of the things that I appreciate about the acting from the uh, Harry's actor is that you see the gears turning in his head um with every scene, and it kind of builds up slowly and then by the time that he gets to the point where he's making his costume, you kind of know like it's too late
0: He's it's in late. It. yeah,
1: he's it's way too deep. late. <laughs> And, and the,
0: apologize.
1: did anybody else kinda get reminded of uh, Michelle Pfeiffer making her catwoman costume when he was building God, it? now now I do. Right now, right now.
0: with his little um needle thing, little yes. bracelet. Yes.
1: Doo, 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 doo. I love that movie, sorry. Every, Christmas Evil, right? Yeah, Christmas Evil. Yes, <laughs> I. You know, you. I did like this movie a lot. Um, I don't know if I'd rewatch it. Wow, damn, damn surprise! But I. I do appreciate a lot of what it. Um, a lot of what it brings to yeah. the table, especially as the first Killer Santa movie. Um, I don't feel like they're ever phoning it in. You know, maybe maybe the writing isn't up to par. Maybe the directing isn't up to par but they're trying really hard to like make this make this work.
0: I think the mental aspect of it hits a lot harder. And if you just focus on that, I think it's a great movie, yeah. but I feel like the whole everything else just doesn't really make it work. I'm going to pun no pun intended. I'm going to go off a ledge here <laughs> and say
3: did it almost kind of feel to you like you were almost watching a pilot for like a TV show? No. No, it didn't. No, not for me. especially with the ending and the way it sets it up. I'm like, oh, I can totally see this being like... And what would episode
2: two be? Well, that's where you got me.
3: But I'm (laughs) saying just with, like, the initial beginning and the... uh, I
2: did not see that, no. You didn't? I'm just... There was nothing subtle about this movie on any level. Um, And I just go back to David Mamet in his book, True and False, says... uh, if a script is bad, it's bad, and, and, and great acting won't make it bad. You can't save a bad script. And I felt like the actors were so overacting because there was just so much overacting required in this movie. And I, I just I couldn't, I couldn't get past it. I couldn't get past... I hear what you're saying, Frank, and I think it's really interesting and cool that you're looking at this movie with this much layers and this much texture to it. I think it's a real credit to your ability to look at a movie like that and break it down. Because what I did, I looked at the movie and instantly went straight into fog mode and just went, what the F am I watching? This is awful. And I never got past that. Did the guy play Harry Good. He might be a fine actor. But, I mean, that scene where he falls into madness, strangling the doll and singing Santa Claus is Coming to Town. I mean, I, I started laughing. I mean, That's a laughably horrible scene it's Reg- regardless of whether this is a real thing that people do regardless of whether kids can see that and that's a real thing that may be true but the way this was executed the way it was offered up to us mm-hmm. you couldn't buy into it yeah. I couldn't buy any of that I mean I, I respect what you're saying honestly but yeah. that's you looking deeper into something that really isn't there on the surface but my, I think you,
1: you have a point there because there, there, there's this thing about music and movies you know the the ambient sound audio what what have you if a if a scene isn't um if a scene isn't built with a good sound in mind it's not gonna hit everybody so i actually had to rewatch some of this movie because the first time i felt the same way but um those little moments that i saw that made me think okay there's something else here Made me think. Okay, let me go back and watch it and try to find some kind of context that works. And so, in that aspect, I'll agree because one of the things that I really like about um, a good movie is a good score, good music. Right. Will absolutely elevate a terrible movie. Absolutely. And this movie does not have good music. No, it's, it's a bad Twilight Zone score. Yeah. It reminds me of those Twilight, the, the scenes in the old black and white Twilight Zone.
2: Yeah. It was just so like what. Yeah.
3: Um, no, I'm just saying. Yeah, the music with him. Every time he was running, it was just always. Every time he was running with the music, it was always just so jarring. But Dan, I have a question for you because you said you were watching this movie. Like, was going at any point during this movie? Did your wife kind of walk in and just be like, "What are you watching?"
2: No, I watched it. I watched it in the morning, Tuesday <laughs> Smart morning. Man. I was Smart alone. man. Smart <laughs> man. But to, to go off what you were saying, Frank. It, Let's just, say, let's just say we, we take this, this exact story and we reshoot it. We remake it with a budget, with um, you know, maybe a, a, a rewrite of dialogue. I mean, you, we've all seen Psycho, right? The original film. Okay. This movie needed an Anthony Perkins level of acting playing that part where you really felt bad for him. I mean, that's the, the, the amazing thing about Psycho, right? Spoiler alert is that we're actually we're on his road hoping he can get away with this hoping he can the the car will sink into the water and you know he's going to pull this off because we don't know he's actually a freaking nutcase who's doing all the killing. So and I'm not saying that should be this movie but I'm just saying that what we're never doing at least for me because it was just so over the top. I'm never rooting for him. I'm never rooting for anybody in this movie. And if you're not rooting for somebody you, you can't get, I can't get behind a movie.
1: I think something that would have gone a ways to, to get that through is if we had not started after that cut from him being a child to him being an adult, if we hadn't started where he was already pretty much down the rabbit hole. Like, there, there weren't enough moments to, to highlight his humanity to really get you to root for him. I guess because I have um I have a bit of a relationship with mental illness and with people that I know who who have mental illness, it's easier for me to connect on the movie in that level. So I get where you, I see where you're coming from and I think I think there is a better movie here. Um, but I think the the premise really really invites more um dissection and and context. The premise, yeah, the premise is the best thing
2: about the movie. If I just pitched the idea to you straight up, you could go, yeah, that's, there's a movie in there. Like, it could be a pretty good movie. I I agree with that. I also feel like we're always in the middle of stuff. You know, like like the, the release with his brother. It's like we're so far into that relationship that I have no context of... Why? What? What do you? What do you
1: hate? Now? What are you, yeah, what are you like, so pissed off about? I don't get any of this. Yeah, they don't set up. They don't set up the uh, the distance between the brother until the scene where it's brought up, and it's like, oh, well, would have been nice to see that a little bit sooner, or see some like real
2: honest moments between the two of them maybe early on. And I think you're right. I think that opening,
1: because of the opening of the movie, like it's missing something yeah. in that beginning. Yeah. Yeah. But um,
0: what creeped me out. Totally different subject here. Him watching all those kids. Yeah. That part.
2: That was freaky for sure. Kind of
0: creeped me out. And keeping a list. And checking it twice. That
2: that was crazy. I did like the scene where he went to whatever that hall was and they all danced and everything and they were giving cheers to Santa. I thought that was actually, that was probably one of the few scenes where I went, okay, the movie needs to have more of this.
0: In a way, I feel like he's kind of like Robin Hood where he like robs from the, the rich his brother included, his job, and giving to like the nonprofit, whatever, kind of like brothers sisters club that thing was. But for me, I felt like it was inconsistent with um his behavior. He would go in and, and kill those people at the, when they were coming out of church, mm. and then cut to right him having fun and in, and really enjoying himself being Santa at this party, and then going back to killing. I just it just wasn't. I don't know. It just wasn't like consistent for me to meet for me to be like oh, okay he he revels in this santa fantasy but then he's also trying to get revenge i feel like if it was played out a little bit better i would have liked that
2: more that scene in front of the church was Random. that made no sense was, he didn't why kill was the right that the snapping scene these people yeah. weren't even in the mood i mean there and was no way there was no right and how hard is it for the cops to find a big old van with a big santa painted <laughs> on the side of it this town didn't look very big it, it to me it shows a lot and
3: even at the end when it's flying It shows it a lot even at the end when it's flying his van is uh there's no there's no other van like that it's like the end of greece yeah yeah, that's what i was saying yeah that's what i was saying it's the end of greece i'm like the only (laughs) the only van that's more recognizable than that one is the dumb and dumber uh the the, (laughs) The, the, the the dog dog. van together like a bum yeah that's what i kept thinking like i was literally like at the end i was like okay it's demo
1: louise oh my god it's greece it's so but yeah that whole killing the people in front of the church that i feel like that that scene was in, was not executed as well as i think it could have been or or maybe not in the right order yeah no the editing was a little confusing at various points but especially there uh, i do like the fact that they didn't let him get away with that and mm-hmm. next morning immediately there's a news report on it and people are looking for him cuz with a movie like this you could very easily fall into that you know, that danger of not bringing it up and making the writing even more inconsistent. And for the people who are more in in my generation, you had to love that
2: Tony Orlando, uh, a field reporter. If you ever see the movie, you'll know what I'm talking about. Well, you
3: know, John Waters considers this film his favorite Thanksgiving slash Christmas film Uh uh-huh
2: true story
0: wait this movie yeah oh wow
3: if anybody doesn't
2: what would surprise you
1: about that (laughs) it's just me
3: trying to add insight
1: yeah if anybody doesn't know who john waters is he's the director of hairspray pink flamingos he was in that episode of the simpsons where he goes zap and makes homer think that uh bart's gay that's him
0: I've always wanted to see Pink Flamingos. Oh, yeah, yeah it's criterion. I'm just too scared. Didn't, didn't, didn't same, the, didn't the Criterion collection... Or? What is the
1: other one?
2: Pink Flamingos, and there was another one. Hairspray? No, no. That was made later. Hairspray, I think, is his best movie. But Pink Flamingos, and there was two he made right around. Is it Pink Flamingos, where at the end of Vine reaches down and, and eats dog shit? Yes, it is. Okay, I've seen that movie. Yeah. Literally, we see the dog poop, one shot, picks it up, and eats it. We're no on the no topic cut.
0: Of, of eating... Poop, can, oh, I, can I, knew, I? I know we were going with this I, one. Can I suggest ahead, another movie? Can need you to let me talk? yourself? No, no. Since we're on the topic of that and you've seen some actions before, I would suggest um, Sallow.
1: 120 days. Of Sodom. I'm, I'm okay with covering that.
3: Perfect. Sam, uh, Sam, what's made... with that
1: shit eating grin on your face? Oh, <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh. I, I saw mm-hmm. this. I saw this film for the first time two months ago. Was has it been two I've months? I've been already?
0: trying to get everybody to watch this film for
1: years. Fine. I, I was able to get them to watch a Serbian film. I'm never covering that, by the way.
0: <laughs> oh, then you don't want this one covered either.
1: No, no, I, I'm I'm cool with like I I know a thing or two about Salo. Like, mm-hmm.
0: um,
1: it's like I had to do research on uh-huh. the Marquis de Sade, so oh, uh-huh. I I you looked know. into yeah. it. Well, yeah,
3: and, and, and that's the, the the biggest thing about Salo is biggest thing i didn't know anything and then sam's like let's watch it i had to see it on a saturday at midnight (laughs)
1: and it sounds like a great saturday (laughs) night
3: with
0: about what 200 people yeah it was packed it was sold out yeah and it was i think it was part of like the regular circulation of of his films i hope they have
3: regular No, no they've been playing it at new bev they said what since like the 80s
0: Mm-hmm. But anyway, I've been trying to get them to watch this movie forever, but no one trusted me after I showed them a sermon film. Rightfully so. So I, I finally got them. I was like, I'll buy the tickets. Just come with me. And I'm like, okay.
1: Nice. Okay, we'll cover it. Thank you. I'm done. Uh, I don't want to watch that again. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the episode where I get go out to get firewood. Well, so going back to the title of the movie, um, the movie's called Christmas Evil, which is campy as hell. The original title of the movie was You Better Watch Out. But the studio changed the title without the director's knowledge. He didn't find out until he got a poster from the marketers. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's also called Terror in Toyland in some places. That's a better title. Yeah. I, honestly, I think You Better Watch Out is a little better. But I, I do like Watch Christmas out. Evil as, as a campy Isn't title. there a movie just, called that?
2: Can we just back up for a second? You said uh, Yeah, uh, it just came a, out a couple a years studio? ago. studio? There was a
1: studio involved with this film? Some, some kind of studio. <laughs>
2: Anyone from themselves a studio, like, like a like a studio apartment? Um, <laughs> you
1: know what? I don't think it was the studio. I think it was like the financiers Problem. that changed it. But regard, like the director did not have the rights to this movie for a really long time. He actually did a uh, commentary with uh, John Waters recently, and I, I think within the last maybe five to ten years is when he finally got the rights back to the movie. So. Like it's it, it, it hasn't been a smooth ride the whole way through with this film. Speaking of smooth ride,
3: I don't think he yet did another film after this one. I would not be shocked
2: if this movie were remade at some point. You know, just somebody who saw it, like like like, like you, Frank. Not you're going to remake the movie, but I'm saying someone saw it and said, hey, I see a movie here. This could be a really good movie. And... Wasn't it Joker? I, I didn't <laughs> see Joker.
1: Oh, well, we're probably covering that for my oh, birthday. I, I would love to, yes. But yeah, yeah, I think that's one of the few um, horror movies that I could see um, inviting a remake that could improve on it. It, des- it, it deserves
2: one because, it, because the final product is not worthy of a pretty interesting idea. I will I will give the movie that. It is an interesting premise for a who movie for sure. Want,
0: who would you want to direct the remake?
2: Rob Zombie. No, That's my answer to
3: everything by the way. It would be Hick and Redneck and they'd give like a Gross. huge background. We don't need
1: that. Um I'm not entirely too sure about who I would want to do it. Nolan. Um, Imagine? Adam Wingard. It You know what? I could I could see an Adam Wingard um, do you th- really think Nolan would no, direct No, I was him? kidding. Hell no. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, but it'd be kind in of funny. IMAX. In Yeah. IMAX.
0: You shot better IMAX. watch
1: out in 70mm. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know who I would, like, tap to direct a remake. I feel
0: like Ty West would be good.
1: Oh, yeah. Actually, you know what? His sensibilities right? in, yeah. uh, in X and Pearl, I mm-hmm. think he would be a good fit. Right? Yeah. Cabin Fever remake.
3: I've oh. seen it 20 times. How about Michael Bay? <laughs> He did the re- well no, no no I'm sorry not the remake no he did uh, Cabin Fever two, mm-hmm. Spring Fever but I think he got his name it, it went by the pseudonym um, Alan Smithy I think they he dis- he disowned the film
0: did I did Eli West Eli West Eli Roth um produce it the remake no he well, the, remade the well, remake didn't he he did yeah you know, they used the same group so
3: with with I think with Cabin Fever. Um, I think they ended up doing a few of them. They showed up at the same time, uh, four straight to DVD. I remember there was Cabin Fever Two, Spring Fever, and I no actually I think it was three and four. They did back to back. I think one was on a cruise ship, oh, and I, another one was like on an island or
0: something. I do not know any of those. Okay.
1: Yeah, uh, going back to the remake thing though, I, I think one thing that I I'm not sure the remake could get away with because we're at such a late stage in um, terms of how we see slashers is not that this movie is a slasher but a lot of those early horror movie and slasher type films have uh, themes of sexual repression and um, the negative aspects of the films really focus on sex being bad um, morality you know having to choose to be better I don't think this movie would Entirely get away with having that being the, the, the thing that breaks um, whoever would play the, the Santa character. But I think, I think there's still, like like you say, Dan, I think there's still potential for the character study aspect of it.
2: Yeah, yeah. And also, you, you can't slap kids anymore. I made Even a, though
1: you should. I made a note of that. This is <laughs> 1980 when moms could slap their sons. I think the director said that was one of his favorite parts of it. scene.
0: <laughs> I feel like Moss Garcia deserved it. Yeah.
1: I <laughs> also like how he had his big journal where he was writing his naughty list. It was like a comically oversized book.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's like, where's Waldo? of.
1: Yeah. Oh, speaking of which, the actor who plays Santa is the father of Fiona Apple. What? what? Yes.
0: That's- He's
1: got seven kids and one of them is Fiona Apple. Was to- oh, she in it? She went no, to my high was. school.
0: Did she? What?
3: Yeah, she went to my high school.
0: Wow, I did like that that part though. When after he felt like he was Santa at the um, party, that feeling carried on with him. And when he was in the van, he was naming all of the reindeers, so he fully embodied Santa at that point.
2: Uh, did he go from the party to then to the the boys and girls like the the orphanage, or not not an orphanage, but whatever that was, the hospital?
0: Yeah, that's what I meant. From oh yeah.
1: I can't remember the a, order now. It was the
0: party, and then the orf- uh, the hospital drop off the toys, right? I think so. Yeah. See, that's that's the
1: that's editing. the thing. The movies just it's those it's those. There's moments that are memorable, and then there's a lot of space in between where you're kind of not I, sure. I think that's because a good all...
0: way to describe the movie. It's just like parts that you stick out with you. It's just kind of
2: repetition of a lot of running around and a lot of close-ups of madness and yelling and screaming and just it was just so final thoughts travis i'll go first um so i know
3: i initially came off saying i gave the impression i hated the film um i didn't hate it um i think for me with the title christmas evil I i know you all were just saying it's a little sporadic. Like, there were definitely parts I l- some I liked, some I disliked. I thought it was a very uneven film. Um, I would give it 2.5. No, no, I'm no. i sorry. A I'd give it like two out of five Moss Garcias.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's good. I'll go. Um, I thought it was an interesting take on, like, mental illness or like the psychotic breakdown of somebody like he said I would rather the pacing be a little better um it was really chopped up and I couldn't really like recalling it now we can't it's kind of hard to recall what sequence goes where so I wish that was a little bit better um I thought the initial setup was great explaining how he became or how he his thought process on, on or his like how he became crazy, pretty much. I thought that was great. But everything else, I just really didn't care for. Um, so I give it two toy soldiers out of five. I was going to do toy soldiers. That's what you get for... Black yeah. toy
1: soldiers. Can't do that. I can't do
0: that. <laughs> damn it.
1: <laughs> so I think over time, this might end up being my chopping mall. Maybe not as high say... as Travis, but I really appreciated a lot of um, what the film does, what it goes for, how it tries to ground itself in a, a bit of realism when it comes to Harry's downfall, his his psychotic break. It doesn't deliver everything, of course. Um, like you say, the pacing is not great. There's a lot of moments that are forgettable. But I think it's still worthy of discussion and worthy of dissection. So on the, in that aspect... Overall, I can say that I enjoyed the film. I'm not sure I'm going to be at the level of John Waters and host viewing parties, but I can see myself rewatching it again at some point. So by that token, I guess I'm going to give it... If I had to give it like an honest honest rating, it would probably be three broken snow globes out of five. Okay. I think that's fair. Yeah. Are you going to put it in your uh, regular holiday rotation? No, we don't do holiday rotations. Doesn't have, they I think don't have, I think we... Uh, by this point, I think I just have to give in to the fact that we're, we're never going to have holiday rotations in uh, the house of Bennington.
0: Your, your new Resident Evil? Yeah.
2: As, dis- <laughs> as discussed in previous episode, Christmas Vacation. Listen to it now. I would say I did not like this movie. I think I've made that pretty obvious. But I will say that listening to Frank and listening to Sam, and I never listened to Travis, so it doesn't matter... I was pretty you, quiet this episode. You you were. You did at least enlighten me into the idea that there's probably more to this movie than I gave it credit for when I was watching it. Because for me, I just was just looking at a big old mess. So that's cool. And it did make me think maybe there is possibilities for a remake for a movie like this. And and maybe if you just look at it just at straight out as what the story is and what the story's potential and what it offers in terms of mental illness and a mental breakdown. And, I mean, that's pretty interesting. But as it is now, it's not a good movie. It's There's too many aspects to it. And like I said earlier, I pretty much blame the director for all the reasons why it's not a good movie. Um, so I'm going to give it, out of five airplanes, toy airplanes, I'm going to give it... One and a half. And I'm That's only giving it a half because it might be some potential in the future for that movie.
0: Would you rewatch it again with this new outlook?
1: No. That's a bridge too far.
2: That, yeah. that, that movie's going on my shelf of never-going-to-watch-it-again movies. Thank you, but
0: no thank Dan, you. Dan, are you setting the
2: VHS tape on
1: fire? I could. We don't have to get firewood if we do. You don't have to go back out. Frank and get firewood and get possessed. So, one last note for the movie. The plot of the movie actually comes because the director got high and saw a picture of santa holding a knife so
0: oh for okay, all that to I come actually, out like how what what is he like when he's high because he's happy know. high. that's some, like
3: that's some crazy ass high
0: yeah that's like some deep well, thought
3: he was gonna clean his room
0: okay but
2: then he got
3: high
0: oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> please stop okay i think that's a big old wrap for strangers in the alps Next week we're gonna be watching. Hold on one second. Hold on. Hold on. Let me. Let me fuck these Dan, things. is that some of your home videos? Yeah, these are my. Actually, these are my personal home Dan videos. Dan takes the first steps. This. Okay. Dance. Hey, whoa, whoa. How about? Whoa. How about Barbarian? Yeah, I'm down for that.
0: That's a little too close to home.
1: Let's. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Isn't that an anagram for Airbnb? So like
2: us, follow us, share this with your friends.
1: And review, please.
2: Always please rise review. Unless you didn't like us, then mind your own damn business. My name is Dan. My name is Travis Garcia. I'm Sam. And I'm Moss Garcia. (laughs) (laughs) And this has been Strangers in the Alps, a slasher podcast. Out. Woo!
3: You were channeling your inner Steve.
2: <laughs> no, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta
0: keep it in there.
2: I'm gonna send that to Steve. That's our tag.